This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you bets. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed, it is You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, it's awesome to be here with all of you on the BetQL Network. Every game here, Game 7, no hot take BS on this show. We bring you bets, we bring you sports. And we're coming to you live today from the Odyssey app. From the BetQL app, we'll be simulcast by our friends at Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern. We're on YouTube at youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports. We are on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash BetQL. And we're heard on radio stations nationwide, including with our friends on Satellite Radio, Sirius 160, and XM 205. And perhaps because we highlighted yesterday on the show all the people that are sending us the uh, the Spotify year-end wrapped stuff with all like the minutes they've listened to You Better You Bet. Got like a lot... I, I, I always love getting messages from people I've never heard from before that like consume the show voraciously. It's like, oh, great. I had no idea this person loved the show. That's pretty cool. Got like a lot of messages overnight, both on Twitter. I got some Instagram notes, which is always like in the request column. Love the show. Love when you guys do this. So very much appreciate that. I feel like a lot more than normal that uh, that stuff is coming out. Maybe it's because we talked about Spotify yesterday and the year-end stuff. Just uh, listen, we, we love to have our, uh, our back scratched. <laughs> we love to be told how good we are. Uh, we do this for you. And also for us, but please continue to let us know how much you love the show because uh, because we really love it. And I'll speak for myself. I'm exceptionally insecure, and your compliments help me sleep better at night. And Ken and I are here, and we're bringing you the wagertainment on this Thursday, talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. And you can do so on this T3. We got three words, and they all start with the letter T. Tremendous. Football Thursday, November 30th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Our show on Twitter, at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at the Costos. And Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper. He's on X this very second, at Lockie Lockerson. And he will not be telling people, go F yourself, like some people on X have done no. in the public forums recently. Be like, I only do this for you, Jonathan. The guy's like, actually, my name's Andrew. Like, okay, great. Also, yeah. also, go F yourself. Yes. No, that was the big companies. Like that was that because if you want to tell if you want to tell somebody to go off themselves, I would start with like Fortune 500 companies because they never they could never do anything to hurt you. They're they're not giant entities or anything. To make a I'm bunch just, of enemies sounds like a great idea. You know, just you know what? I'm just looking. Just I'm looking to get paid. Just be happy. Just live a nice normal life. That's it. That's just me yeah. though. Uh and Ken, he's on X though, and he's on X at 
Lockie Lockerson. How about this on this tremendous football Thursday? We're going to bring you four phenomenal guests. Our friend Adam Chernoff will join us from the Simple Handicap Podcast. All of Churn Baby Churn's bets for Week 13 in the NFL. We'll get Connor Allen from 4 for 4 in Betsburts. Connor's props coming up for Week 13 in the National Football League. I know Connor's got a couple plays for tonight. Cowboys and Seahawks. We'll get those from Connor Allen. Joey Kanish, baby, will join us. Pro Sports Better giving us his bets for college uh, football conference championship weekend, including Michigan and Iowa won the Big Ten title game. What does Kanish think we'll see coming up in the college football playoff? Any bets to be placed trying to get ahead of things? How about the Heisman Trophy market? Kanish will break it all down for us when he joins us in hour number three. And then leading off the power hour tonight, our pal Evan Silva from Establish the Run. Uh, Evan's been giving out tons of bets on the show. We absolutely love it. I'm sure he'll have something for us cooked up for the Cowboys and the Seahawks tonight. Plus, it's Thursday. P-squared, B-squared NFL awards are on the way. As we come down the home stretch of this NFL season, we will talk all the award markets, all the viable candidates, any, any good bets to be placed, including what is a very intriguing market, coach of the year right now in the National Football League at BetMGM. Uh, we told you it's conference championship weekend in college football, and I got the script. Nikki Narrative has got Feliz Naritav rolling for you. You don't need to handicap the games. You don't need power, power ratings. What's what is the what is Colin a havoc? All these, oh, all yeah, these havoc. metrics that everyone uses. Uh, success yeah. rate. You know what your success yeah. rate is? A hundred percent. If you listen to this, yeah, that's so. actually a hundred percent. I mean, unless unless you're an idiot yeah. and you don't 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 be an idiot. I've got the answers to the test before the test is given. All I need to do is look at the point spread, and I know what Vegas is trying to get me to do. This is parody, just so people know. But unless I you were Will Brinson yesterday. <laughs> Unless you were Will yesterday, and then it was actually a real comment. <laughs> I, I, I love Will. That was not his finest what was he doing? on the show or otherwise. What was he, what was he doing? <laughs> oh, he was, he was definitely being sincere. Like, I think he was oh, just like yeah. a thought that entered his head, and he wanted to bring it up, yeah. which is fine. It's fine. It's just like, yeah, like you used to think that, and now you don't think it anymore. Is it is it you who has changed, or is it the markets? Like, it, you changed. You got smarter. You stopped doing that now. Yeah. yeah. So... Shout out to our guy, Will Brinson. Power Hour, final hour of the show featuring all our bets for tonight. NBA, National Hockey League, and it, it actually, it, it gives, I will, it gives me pleasure to say, I like a lot of games tonight on the ice. Got about a million games on the ice tonight in the National Hockey League, so we'll give out our bets in the NHL. We'll get Tyler's college basketball and our side total and prop bets as Week 13 in the National Football League kicks off in Dallas with the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Seattle getting bet a little bit right now. We're down to nine. Maybe maybe an eight and a half will pop before now and kick off, in which case, oh, baby, fire up the two-team six-point teaser with Dallas as the opening leg. We are locked and loaded here on a tremendous football Thursday. Ken Barkley, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, y'all? Uh, what's up is we've we've had basically like two straight nights with nothing going on. Honestly, I had the in-season tournament a couple nights ago. We talked about that on yesterday's show. I watched the games, but like when that's the centerpiece of sports, and it wasn't that many games either, to be fair. And you know, some of them were blowouts. It's like cool. Like this is like a, a cool, neat thing, but there was nothing else going on. And hockey didn't have that many games. And then usually, like Wednesday, can be like a banger night, like ton of NBA, ton of hockey. Hockey usually like a moderate Wednesday, but usually it's not as small. I mean, There's no games last night in like anything. There was for somebody like me who like you put the kids to bed and for like a couple hours, I want to basically just like escape into some alternate reality of sports. And I'm, you know, I'm sitting there on the couch. I ended up watching the challenge and caught up on the episodes, which I was texting Nick about before the show because it got really good. It got like really, really good. Uh, I was I was looking for games to watch and there just weren't any. 
There wasn't really anything interesting going on. Rangers game was okay. It was one hockey game. Uh, NBA was like really, really, really whatever last night. Ton of blowouts the night after the play-in tournament ends. Maybe there actually is like a night after hangover after the play-in tournament ends. A bunch of teams uh, resting players. Joel Embiid, a mysterious absence from the Sixers game right before it tips off. Oh, by the way, he's out. It just like a, a dud of a night, but that was good because I watched the challenge. I'm sure you caught up on your sleep the last couple nights because tonight is tonight something <laughs> tonight's gonna be something nfl uh about 12 nba games like a like a ton of nba uh nine actually alex writes in the chat and then 14 hockey games thursday is always a really busy hockey night so with the cowboy seahawks game and like 23 combined nhl and nba games uh we're right back at it again going into pac-12 tournament tomorrow night or pac-12 final tomorrow night and and then college football championship Saturday. So we're, we're revving the engine back up again last night. Definitely a, uh, another night off. I, uh, the question for me is, I'm definitely going to have double-digit bets tonight. Is it just, is the first digit a one or is it a two? I think, mm. I think it's going to be a one. But, uh, but we'll see. I like a lot of hockey games tonight. And, like, maybe you talk me into some NBA. Obviously, we'll bet Jaime Jaquez points over tonight, you know, because it never loses. We'll, uh, we'll definitely be, we'll be rolling out some bets coming up in the power hour, final hour of the show, including on the Cowboys and Seahawks on Thursday Night Football. It's from, here's my, like, my big sports note from last night. And I, I played Sea of Stars for a couple hours, and it, was, and it was really nice. And then my wife is sick and took care of her for a little bit. And that, that was my night. It was very nice. Um, laying in bed last night. And I swear to God, and maybe this is because I ate an edible after the show. Maybe that has to do with it also. But I'm laying in bed, and I can't stop thinking. Literally, this is the truth. Not an exaggeration. I am laying in bed, and all I'm thinking about is how excited I am for the NBA in-season tournament quarterfinal next week. And how <laughs> I, I can't, I'm, I'm dead serious. Yeah. I would tell no, I you, believe you, I would tell yeah. Uh, how excited I am for Who would Knicks make up Bucks something on so Tuesday pathetic. night. But is it is it pathetic to have like I think a lot of people listening with... probably think that. I don't think it is. Really? But I'm gonna guess but a like, lot of people a, Yeah, that NBA you like regular is that, season this games is that with high of like stakes? The husband and wife. The husband and wife are in bed and she's like, I bet he's thinking about other women and he's like, I can't wait for the NBA in season tournament quarterfinal. I, 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 honestly, that. I've been yeah. waiting all day for the Kings and Pelicans on Monday night. Yeah. I, that's what I yeah. want. I want it. So like, I can't wait for these like, regular season NBA games with really high stakes. And look, like, the Knicks get jobbed. As a Knicks fan, I should be upset because I have to play Milwaukee like five times now this year and three times in three weeks. Um, obviously, Milwaukee's better than the Knicks. So I guess as a Knicks fan, I should be upset by this. But as a, a sports fan and as a sports better, hell yeah, man. Like, Knicks, Bucks, like, must-win game. I guess I'm not a must-win. Like, season's not over if they lose. But the Knicks are going to—I think they're going to try a little harder than usual to win that game. And, like, the matchups are good. Like, we could get—and I want the Knicks to win, obviously. But, I mean, the best matchups going to Vegas, Celtics, Bucks in the Eastern Conference semifinal. And then you're at, like, Suns, Kings, or Lakers, Kings in the West. You get Lakers, Celtics in the final. Lakers, Bucks, Suns, Bucks, Suns, Celtics. Like, must win with a ton of money on the line. Like, little play, mini playoff previews in the middle of yeah. freaking November and December. I mean, that's that's pretty good. And it didn't really hit me until last night when I was thinking about it. Man, like, I'm actually really into this now for next week. It helps that my favorite team's in it, obviously. But, man, like, how much more juice are these games going to have now? Like, so much yeah. more than they would regularly. Yeah. So that, that was my big sports experience last night. I was literally laying in bed thinking, like, I'm going to have to talk about this on the show tomorrow. I've spent the last 30 minutes thinking about how great this is going to be. So there you go.
Okay. It's it's funny because I, I, I wasn't thinking about the in-season quarterfinals last night. Uh, but uh, this morning, like you and I do a bunch of radio spots. I always do Portland, Oregon on Thursday morning and like know the host there really well. And we ended up making a bet. They were like, we listened to the show. Uh, Dirt and Sprague, the list name of the show. Give them a plug. Portland. Love Portland. And Dirt. I, they were like, uh, <laughs> you know, J- Joe's brother. Uh, they were <laughs> They were talking about, hey, like we listen to the show. And, you know, you seem to be like all in on Michigan. Like, why don't you like Oregon? Like, it seems like you should like Oregon. And remember, this is in, this is in Portland, Oregon. Like, why don't you like Oregon very much? And I go, look, it's not that I don't like Oregon. I just like I like Michigan more. Oregon. Like, I think I think both those teams are really good. I think I wanted Oregon to play Georgia because I think they could beat them. And I go, you know, I just do all this work and I think Michigan's the best. And they and they go. Well, you know, like Michigan and Oregon are really likely to play in the semifinal. I was doing my thing that I did on the show yesterday about being the one and how being the one is so important this year because you don't get Oregon. Like, imagine the difference between playing Oregon and playing Florida State. Like, it's unbelievable. And, 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 um, and by the way, and by the way, analysis so good that I stole it on about nine radio interviews right. I've done in the last 36 hours. Me, you, you, you may have heard Nick in a market near you talking I said, about, you know what, guys? Let me, yeah. let me tell you about the one seed versus the two seed. Yeah. I'm so happy you yeah. asked for the college I'm so football I'm so happy you asked. I've been, I've been, I've been waiting all day to give this take. So the... Uh, so I do this, like, the one seed thing. But we t- and what hit me during that interview, we ended up making a bet. I have to, I told them I would send them like a, a gift basket that's like unique to Connecticut. There's like a store here that does like the best. Stella Blue Coffee? People. No, I would, I did not offer Stella Blue Coffee. Although I'm, I will hopefully be getting some Stella Blue Coffee here quite soon. We put in a request for that and that was apparently put through. So hopefully we can be able to report on, on how delicious it is on a daily basis. Uh, so that hopefully I can get some more free coffee. But I offered, I was like, I'll send you like Connecticut stuff. But I was like, what do you guys have in Oregon? That, that you could send to me if like Michigan wins the game. So it'd be like, who wins the college football playoff semifinal, Michigan or Oregon? Like all, if it's if it's Michigan, you have to send me something. If it's Oregon, I'll send you guys something. And I basically just started naming like really cliche, like, or, like I was like, what do you guys have in Oregon? I was like, like flannel shirts, like bicycles. I was like, name, like weed. Coffee. I was like naming all this stuff that was like, just like all, like whatever, whatever the most like cliche, stereotypical things. Um, but like, it hit li- me. Like, 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 li- like, like liberals, liberals that throw bricks yeah. through store windows. Yeah, like, like all this stuff. I was like stuff. cross country skis. I was just like all these sure. things I just like think about with the Northwest. And I, I was like, but after I got off the interview, I just go, man, like it, they're like, they're going to play. Like that's going to be like the fact that we like had, like the playoff rankings haven't come out yet. No championship games have been played. Like that's going to be one of the semifinals. Like Michigan's going to play Oregon. Michigan's a 23 point favorite. Oregon's a 10 point favorite that both of them win. One's the two, one's the three, almost no matter what. And like, yeah, like if Alabama beats Georgia, then things get like a little screwy. Yeah. But like, they're they're also a six point dog. It's like that. And like, that's the only permutation where you don't get that really is like Alabama wins. Also like, what are the seeds if Alabama wins? Uh, Michigan this one, Oregon I, two. Uh, the th- I guess I, I guess well, like Florida question. State would be three, if they, Bama four. Oregon, if Florida State wins, I, I guess it doesn't matter. I think Bama would be the two. They have okay. one loss. Sure. Like, and Oregon has one loss, and Bama beat Georgia. Like, Oregon's strength of schedule always gets knocked. Washington's ranked higher than them in, like, most oh, of the strength gets, of schedule this stuff. Gets you, this gets you back to Michigan-Florida State now, potentially. I know that. Yeah. that's So I was, like, running through my head. But I but I, I, I think Bama can cover I, – I'm not sure they can beat Georgia, having watched Bama all year. I hope that they do because I can get back to Michigan-Florida State. But, man, like, if I think Georgia's going to win that game a lot, like, we're going to get Michigan-Oregon. And like man, like so as a fan, 
oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> like that's a red is a great semifinal. Like that's really like it's it's a semifinal where you actually don't know who's going to win. Which never happens. You always know who's going to win the semifinals, like every single time, with like two exceptions. And even like the even one of the ones that was good wasn't supposed to be good, and it was a big spread. And like last year, Michigan was supposed to be a big favorite, or whatever. They were a big favorite, but they didn't win against TCU. This one, it's like I really don't know. I hope it's Michigan, but maybe it's not. So it kind of hit me where it's like the just the absolute likelihood that this game's going to happen, and then I'm going to be on the hook for a gift basket. Well, well, I we also didn't determine like what you're getting sense. We'll do that on the other side. Like what I, I don't what do they do in I I don't know. They, like they said they were going to find jersey. Something. They got some some kind yeah, of great. Yeah. Great, like a, like, a, like a Rip City scarf. On the other yeah. side, awards and more on this. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network. This will be the pedigree of championship teams. Hurts, Hurts to the end zone, and the Eagles have won it in overtime. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Is that Jalen Hurts' Heisman moment, a.k.a. MVP moment? Scoring the game-winning touchdown against the Bills in overtime this past Sunday. Well, he's the favorite in the betting market right now, plus 140 at BetMGM. We'll roll through all the NFL award markets coming up in just a few minutes here on this Thursday. Nick and Ken here with you on You Better You Bet on the BetQL Network. We'll be on Stadium coming up in 40 minutes. Adam Chernoff joins us then to give us his bets for Week 13 in the NFL. But before we get to the NFL awards, as Ken was saying in the, the opening segment, he goes on with, uh, with is it Dirt, dirt and Sprague or Sprague and Dirt? Dirt and Sprague? Dirt and Sprague. Yeah. I don't think they would care which order, but I, technically that's the name of the show. So I used to go on with them like a couple years ago. I don't know who I know who Sprague is because we find like he tweets us sometimes. Who yeah. is Dirt? Like does Dirt like is, is Dirt someone like I would know if you said his full no. name? I don't know if I know who it is. I don't think I know his full name. I think I only know him. <laughs> do you as know? Dirt. Do, literally do you on know the show, either of his names. He's like it's, you know he's either like, it's of his dirt. names. No. <laughs> Well, like, oh, but he, but that's the thing. Like on the show, like I know the character on the show. That's like who I talk to. Oh, every week. Andy Johnson. I actually do know who Andy Johnson is. Okay, okay Tyler great. just wrote his real name in the chat. Okay, I know who that is. I just didn't. I didn't yeah. know him as Dirt. I know him as Andy Johnson. That's funny. Okay, like on the on the uh, on the show, I'm just like it's Dirt. Like, what's up? What's up, Dirt? All know. right. Two, so new new question. You are you are part of a new sports radio show. You are required right. to come up with w- one name like Madonna or Dirt to use. It cannot right. be your first or last name, and it cannot be Locky. Something else. Right. So it can't be Locky. What is the word? Cannot be Locky. Oh, man. It could be the like person, place, thing. I want to be the no, originator. Just like, how about like, or just like originator? So it would be like, like, Costos yeah. and originator. Like, originator <laughs> and Nick. It's like two, it's like one too many syllables. It's like one too many syllables. Well, it works if you're if if the co-host only has like a one syllable name. Yeah. Like originator and Nick is a good combination. Right. But it uh, can't be like the originator and the escalator. Next. Who would the escalator be? <laughs> I don't know. That's that that's someone honestly who gets progressively like, madder and madder as the show goes got on. Got it. Okay. It just like wants to rant okay. about things. Things escalate. Yeah. Name is James. That's actually not We're bad. The escalator. The, yeah. The, the escal the escalator is actually not bad. Okay, but uh, what would you? Go- I don't know what I would go by. What would you go by? I think I do the escalator. Because <laughs> you're with I, your height, I, the escalator. Really funny. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the escalator. I think that works. 
Like there's like a cardboard box here. Should I be like 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 cardboard cardboard and Locky? Cardboard and yeah. The uh, escalator and the originator. Yeah, we might we might bring that back at some point. We could we could plug that in something on the show. Shout out to our shout out to Dirt. And yeah, Spring. we love them over in Portland, Oregon. Um, all right, so what are they sending you? So you have the Michigan, Oregon bed. You're going to send them some like Connecticut. I love how you're like, yeah, like I'm going to send them something from Connecticut, like this gift basket. I'm like, what? Well, there's a there's a store here, a chain, not even a chain. There's like three of them in Connecticut. Stu Leonard's, you know them. And uh, oh, do know Stu Leonard's. Yeah, they have, they yeah. they literally like I I've lived in a bunch of places, went to college in a different state. They have the best gift baskets that I've ever like taken part in. They're the best. They're like they have different types of ones. They have like a snack one. They have a dessert one. They have something called the brownie box. I feel like I'm doing oh an infomercial for them right now. Oh, you got to look all these up. These are like the this is this is like you have someone you like kind of like but don't want to put effort into a gift. You send them the, the Stu Leonard's gift box or someone who you've like sent a gift to so many times. You're like, I'm out of gifts, but they loved the gift, but they loved the gift box or they love this. So like we're going to do that every single year. And uh, and it's so good. So it's I, that's that was like, I'll send you this. This is unique to Connecticut. You have to be in Connecticut to kind of appreciate this. Like, what do you guys have there? And they kind of were like, we'll come up with something. I was like, OK, but it like like it needs to be a real thing. Like, it can't just be like, yeah, here's this like donut from the break room. We'll send it to you or whatever. Like it needs like, but put some effort in here a little bit. Like, I'm going to put my effort in. Like, I'm going to do it. Also, Michigan's going to win. So you should probably think about like what you want to send me when that happens. There's a uh, now there's a chocolate shop in Manhattan. And they sell mm. chocolate and popcorn. It's like a specialty. Like it's actually like chocolate, popcorn, and like salt. It's called the Meadow, and they have one in Portland. So there's one in in, like, oh. in Manhattan, and there's one in Portland. Do I, make a I think you should have them send you chocolate from the Meadow. Yes, from the Meadow. Well, we got plenty of time. Store. That's yes. the best part. If we get the semifinal. We yes. got like a month here. We can really we can really lock this thing in. This is good with the originator. So here's. So here's my question and the escalator. <laughs> here, you better you bet. Here's my question then. If you so. You could choose one market in the country, not like Stu right. Leonard versus like Grand Union, like one market in the country where you can have them Grand send Union, you. Like upstate New York? It's not where that is. That's, you know, used to be, it's a terrible reference. Like Grand Union was like my supermarket, like when I grew up, like on Northern Boulevard. Yeah, sure. They haven't existed in like visit my grandmother, why. Uh, Like up in Lake, Lake Placid. It was like the only thing in the entire town. Yeah. Meanwhile, I go I go to Trader Joe's like three times a week, and Grand Union right. was my poll. Um, Grand Union. What? Yeah. City or market that you could choose, like, okay, you win a bet with people there and they will send you something from that market. What are you, you could, any oh, place in the country. That's such a great question. Um, okay, so the the first thing that came to my mind is, so I uh, did a family trip to Chicago a couple summers ago. Been to Chicago a bunch of times. Uh, my brother-in-law lives there now with his family. They live outside the city, and thankfully. And, uh, and the two things that came to mind were like like they had obviously like pizza is the thing they're like really known for but like the donuts in chicago are like the are the best of anywhere i've ever been and i we like did this on the show work. how excited yeah. you were to have the donuts in chicago when you went like I, last year shout out the shout out the donut vault which to me was the best one not even close it's the best donut i've had in my life it was just really cool but like the pizza the problem with the pizzas and you can't figure this out this is like it's like getting stuff like the pizza Pizza doesn't ship well from anywhere to anywhere. It just doesn't. So it's like, which market would you like to make a deal with? Well, I would say Chicago if like I could get the good pizza, like if I could get the pizza that I can eat there. But I can't, I, I don't think I can. Like I would want Donut Vault, but like by the time it gets to me, 
It's like it's been in a vault for like a month. Like I don't really want it anymore. So I just like those were the first two things that came to mind. But like I don't think I could. I guess in this magical fantasy we're creating, I would get the food that's good. So like I would pick them. That's what I would pick. I uh I also it's like Chicago love fest. I when I lived in Florida, I I dated a girl from Chicago, and she was like, I'm gonna make you like hot beef. Which is uh, oh, yeah. it's what the bear is based on, right? And I had yeah. never heard of it before, like the great TV show The Bear. I was like, I don't know what this is. Like a beef sandwich, honestly, sounds like disgusting. Like, what is that? I, I don't even yeah. want this. That's so she ordered. Sounds disgusting. She got it. She got it from from Portillo's, like the, like the yeah. like the like yeah. one of like the famous places there. Had it shipped to her apartment in Fort Lauderdale. Like made me the sandwich. It was absolutely outside. I think I would want like the. That's what I would. I could choose like the the yeah, hot like beef from Chicago. Kit. Get like the kit of like I don't how to make everything. What it was. She, yeah. So, yeah, and that, honestly, and I think it was, uh, it was, and funnily enough, I think it was our last date was the night that she made it for oh. me. I think that was the last time we saw each other. And like, as she drove honestly. away, she was like, man, he must have hated the Portillo's. And you're like, man, that Portillo's was good. Well, also honestly, I think it was, I think, I think it was more that she, that she didn't like me would be the guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the Portillo's really didn't have anything to do with it. I was, my, my other thought was like, you can get like some, but like the other, the other like the, the food that I want from places like doesn't like I was like big like oh I get some barbecue from Kansas City like that'd be like really awesome except like by the time it gets to me like I'm good I'm good like I'm really like good a burrito from San Diego how's how's that how's that going on a six hour flight to New York top notch yeah. It's, yeah. it's absolutely through the roof it's fantastic uh so there you okay there you yeah just a couple couple a couple questions I had all right couple guys you better you food, better hear yeah. Nick and Ken Great. I. <laughs> I, I, I rem I, I'm just trying to think about like what this girl was thinking because we're probably like on her couch. She's probably like looking at me and I'm just like, oh, this is so good. This is delicious. She's got like devil horns coming out of you in the image like, and stuff. She's like, what am like, I doing Just here? like yeah. stuffing my fat face with, with beef yes. and juice on my chin. This was actually was all a test. Attractive. And you failed. <laughs> oh, miserable. F minus. But I'll tell you what, that sandwich was delicious. Sandwich. Mm -hmm. The sandwich was delicious. All right. Uh, let's talk some NFL awards here on a Thursday. Got a lot to do. Excited to give you all our bets coming up in the power hour, final hour of the show. Uh, first award conversation. Let's, so let's bring uh, bring the music up here, please, Kenny. Our little YBYB recommends. Uh, Jalen Hurts is your favorite to be NFL most valuable player. Plus 140. Patrick Mahomes up next. Plus 350. Lamar Jackson, 5-1. to one. Tua Tunga-Vailoa and Dak Prescott, 8-1. to one. Brock Purdy is 14. CJ Stroud, 18 Trevor Lawrence, maybe maybe Jacksonville, maybe like a little dark horse to be the one seed in the AFC when it's all said and done. The Jaguars uh, with Trevor Lawrence, 22 to one. Christian McCaffrey, 25. Josh Allen, who like, you know, the analytics community would have you believe should be like minus minus three million is actually 30 to one. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I thought I thought we made a truce with Eric on the show yesterday and you had to throw that one Son out again. Eric. <laughs> I know, but like I, he was I, the representative kind of of the analytics community that was on the show talking to us. I love and I, I I have and I hope it comes across in the way I, I have a ton of respect for Eric. He knows his NFL history. Yeah. He's super smart. I love following his him answer on to this. I don't his MVP stuff was, yesterday was, was awesome. Magnificent. He gave the best answer. It was great. Yeah. But like I don't think Eric like takes it as far as like somebody they've gone too far. Where it's like, well, yeah. actually, the game it was played on my spreadsheet and the Bills won. <laughs> I don't. They sound like old men, apparently. Uh, Josh Allen's so. thirty to one. <laughs> so, so they sound like Bilbo Baggins when he takes snapper. the ring off or something. <laughs> Honestly, like they watch Josh Allen play, and you know what they're saying to themselves? My precious. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
I like how the point of this is you're supposed you're supposed to be calling them dorky, and here's five Lord of the Rings references. And here's one more. And Sean McDermott is Sauron here to screw everything up. Tyree Kill is forty to one, and Jared Goff of your Detroit Lions is fifty to one. Can chat us up here? NFL most valuable player. And, and and he bets to make right now. How do we analyze this market? Josh Allen, all by money. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he could still win. I don't think so. I don't think he could still win. I don't. Uh, we talked about this a little bit already this week, but it's very interesting. And you can tell that the conversation is kind of heating up around this award. And usually when conversations start and, and kind of get amplified a lot, it's because there's some either some controversy or there's like a legit argument discussion to have. And in this case, there definitely is one, which is that the quarterback of the team that's won all the games is to some uninspiring and statistically a little uninspiring, like not a traditional Patrick Mahomes last year type of MVP candidate where you just look and you go, well, this is no contest. Like of all the good teams, this is the guy. And Jalen Hurts is awesome. He has like double digit rushing touchdowns. Also, they're all from one yard, which is what people are going to say to that. So like I totally I've said all along, like not all along, but I've said like since this happened this last couple of weeks, I totally agree that he's the most likely player to win because if they just win all the games and they have this brutal stretch right now, but they close super easy. If they would just win all the games and they go 16 and one. I got bad news for everybody. Like, I, I'm pretty sure he's winning. <laughs> and if they go 15-2 and two a lot of the time, I think he's probably winning a lot in those situations. It might take two losses. Maybe it only takes one. But I think, like, he's at least a big part of the conversation, even if they lose only one more game the rest of the year. If they lose no games, I actually think he just wins. And I don't even know if it's a conversation. The story of the season... I said this a couple of weeks ago, just like when we think back to this year, what are we going to think of? And I referenced like the brotherly shove play, like that's the play of this year. And they're the originators of it. And he's the guy who executes it. And he's the best at it. And they're the best team. They're like, he's the MVP. Like it, it makes a lot of intuitive sense to people that vote on narratives, honestly. Uh, but it's the, the season is also becoming about something different, potentially depending on how these next two weeks go. Obviously, I think everybody knows Philly plays San Francisco this weekend. They're a three-point underdog. They play Dallas at Dallas next weekend. They have opened an underdog in the look-ahead markets in that game. They'll probably be something like pick or Dallas minus one or something, whatever. Uh, if they win those two games, the season is essentially about the, this month, this month of like insane high leverage games and they won all of them and they were like narrow escapes and they figured out a way to beat like all the contenders that were laid in front of them you really like they get through that we're really all gonna and i'm holding Dak. i want it to be Dak. we're really gonna get through that and everybody's gonna be like yeah Dak prescott like really that's what's gonna happen that's really what's gonna happen so i understand like the pushback to hurt statistically and that he doesn't look like a conventional candidate from a number standpoint but with them having now gotten through two of the four really tough games he's the most likely player to win. Like I'm, I would never come on right now and be like, this is crazy. Like, how can you do Like he is definitely the most likely player. Definitely. Now that they've gotten through two of the four games, what I think is the most interesting. So it's kind of like a secondary conversation, right? Of all the players that are after him, who do I think can actually win? And I don't, I mean like more than 1% of the time, 2% of 5% of the time, how many people can actually win? I get the sense that Lamar Jackson kind of like can't win anymore. That's kind of like the sense that I get. And we can go through a little bit more in the next segment why I feel like that. I get the sense that barring a nuclear scorched earth month, Mahomes can't really win. That's kind of the sense. There's the sense that I get. We can go through more in the next segment. Uh, all of the candidates past the top five, basically, I think I'll have a 0% chance. I think Stroud's got no shot. I think McCaffrey's got no shot. I think Lawrence has a 0.0% chance. I think Goff has a 0% chance. 
I think Tua is kind of trending towards 0% chance. Doesn't leave that many options. Are the three guys that really can win MVP, are they all in the NFC? And are they all going to play each other in the next two weeks? And like, that's kind of how this is going to get sorted out. That's kind of my guess for what happens. You didn't mention Josh Allen and your players who have no chance of winning. But he was so far down, I didn't even feel like that. Uh, yeah, also, uh, Geno Smith has no chance. Also, uh, <laughs> Mac Jones doesn't really have any chance either. Yeah. Joe what Burrow. about Bailey Slappy? Yeah, Kenny Pickett. Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny, yeah. Kenny Pickett. Uh, yeah, he, so, you know, the Ravens get the ball down by the one-yard line. Gus Edwards gets the ball. The Eagles get the ball down by the one. Jalen Hurts scores a touchdown 100% of the time. Just my thought on, on the matter. On the other side, we'll give you more on NFL Most Valuable Player, Jalen versus Lamar, and we'll talk a little Offensive Player of the Year. Tyreek Hill, minus 105. Should he be more of a favorite? We'll discuss next. Gus Edwards, the back, second and goal. Jackson sneaking the back of the end zone for the touchdown. The rookie Zay Flowers. Or they can do that. <laughs> Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Mike Tirico and Jason Garrett on the call on NBC. You're you're so right that Garrett's like like the chatty Kathy doll, where like you pull the string and it says like five five things only. Pull the string, it's like yeah. what a, what a throw, Mike. <laughs> wow, not many can do that. Yep. Wow. <laughs> What a throw. <laughs> or he could do that. Yep. Maria looks great, doesn't she, Mike? Yeah. Like, and, like, I think some people took, like, the Maria Taylor comment to me. Right. Like, he's, like, creepy in some way, which, like, is no. definitely not the case. He's, he's a just robot. Like, he's, he's a doll. He's awkward. He's yeah. awkward. He's awkward. Yeah. That, that's it. Sometimes I, you, I, you, you pull the string, there's only five things. They're not going to fit with all situations. You know? I'm, I'm, I think I have – I think I now have – like almost like, and I, I, he he coached the team that I hated. Like even when I was like still like like a diehard like hardcore Giants played fan, for the like team. Before, like a, <laughs> played as a third string quarterback for us, but also yeah. also for what it's worth, whenever he when he was a third string quarterback for the Cowboys back during when they were during their dynasty, he started a couple games against the Giants when like Aikman and like Steve Walsh or Wade Wilson, whoever were hurt, and would just come in and kick our asses every single time. Probably because they have a million all of famers on the rest of the team. But anyway, um, like I, I feel like I should dislike him. I feel like I am like now personally invested in him becoming like the next great NFL like color analyst. I would like for that to happen because I think he's what you, really good. What do you think the odds are? He's really good. What do you think the odds are of that happening? You think that's going to happen? I think it's got to be okay, too how late, about this? right? Instead of him being like the next great, how about just like a, a, a good one? Like, like someone that people like to, to have on. Someone that people and enjoy people, listening People aren't going to gonna like him. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the first impression, right? He failed the first impression. So it's just, I, I think, think it's going to be really hard turn. to get that back. America loves a comeback story. America that's loves true. a comeback. I think he can make it. It's, that's a it's a tough case to make. I'm with you. I hope it happens. Okay, we did this already earlier. And he has these moments where you just go, like, why, why can't it be this for three hours? Why does it have to be Maria looks great, doesn't she? Why does it have to be, why can't it be the other thing? Maria looks great, doesn't she? It's like, well, like yes. Third also, and eight. like why, right. like why are we saying why? Why are we saying this during the broadcast? It's like it's so bizarre. Anyway, all right. Uh Jason Garrett for you. He he won't call another game this season, right? Like that's it. I don't know what what are the Saturday games. NBC doesn't have a Saturday game, right? 
Maybe they do. I don't know. Alex, see if you could see if you could look that up for us. Also, like mercifully, there are no more Notre Dame games for him and Jack Collinsworth the butcher. Anyway, uh, back to the MVP discussion. Uh, Adam Chernoff will join us coming up in 20 minutes, by the way, on Stadium. And Big Churn will give us his bets coming up for Week 13 in the NFL. Uh, but, Ken, we were talking about Lamar Jackson. Kenny, bring the music up, please. We're talking about Lamar Jackson going into break. And you said you don't think Lamar can win. Uh, tell us a little bit about why you think Lamar is unlikely to win, at least. He's the third choice in the market right now at 5-1. to one. I was uh, I was kind of like putting him in a, a tier behind Hertz because like all the content that was written midseason was really favorable toward him, even though I kind of didn't really understand it. Like, I understand the Ravens can be the one, and so he has to be considered. But as like a really prime contender, I was kind of like, all right, like the numbers are okay, but like really? Like there haven't been that many like great moments. And then uh, what, I, what I think happened, I wouldn't say I was like fooled because I, I didn't bet him to whenever. Uh, I just think midseason happened to be when he had like his two-week push just like, Brock Purdy had a week where he was like the MVP of the league. And we talked about Jared Goff for a week and we talked about everybody else where we talked about Tyreek Hill for a week. I think that mid season when everybody wrote everything just happened to be like the week that he crested as a sort of like a wave of conversation. And, uh, good use of and so crested, I think it was, by the way, that was good. I like yeah, I, well, there. Thanks. I, I, I think that's, I think it was just, it was like circumstance. He, like when the mid season content was written, he just happened to be the guy who had just had a couple of really good games. So I'm a little more dismissive of him. I feel like the conversation has been totally hijacked by Dak Prescott and to a lesser extent Brock Purdy who I think is kind of like simmering where if they were to like blitz the Eagles on Sunday and he were to play really well his metric profile is outstanding and he would have like the showcase win in the return to Philadelphia also like what do the Eagles do the next week against the Cowboys that's what I mean when I just say like I Mahomes is a victim of his own success he otherworldly numbers last year no one's going to have that type of season this year he's not going to have that kind of season this year it's going to be it's going to be like well he's worse and it's kind of like uninspiring. Let's give it to someone else. Like, that's what that's going to be. Like, I hate to break it down. I actually think he has like, I think he's almost a zero. Now, if he's like four touchdowns a game, we have enough games left that it can turn. But like, I I feel like he's just really unlike There's no conversation about this whatsoever. And uh, they play the Bills uh, the week after this one. That would be an opportunity maybe to to do something interesting worthy of discussion. It just feels like every no one's no one's talking about him and no one's on that. And there's six games left. You know, like it just it feels like that's just not going to happen this year. The story is like the receivers that drop the passes and Travis Kelsey's dating like one of the most famous people in the world. Like that's the story about the team. The defense is really good. So just yes. uh, <laughs> yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, so the just the <laughs> but the idea of like. Okay, so it's. I'll I don't think it's what, this is. A, that'd be a bigger story if Travis Kelsey were dating story. Cristiano Ronaldo. That'd be a much this, bigger uh, story than Taylor Swift. The uh, I mentioned him because I think I think he he I think he's like the number one most recognizable. Celebrity. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, so Mahomes, I'm kind of out on Tua and McDaniel. I kind of feel like the narrative has been crafted like they don't beat anybody good. I don't really care if they win the games. I don't think anybody's talking about it. That's um, how I feel about Tua and Lamar. I, I kind of explained already. I really do think that like you can narrow it to a group of three, and I don't know how likely Purdy is to win because as Eric Eager, I think really eloquently explained yesterday, like the perception of Purdy as like the Shanahan quarterback, also sharing the team with McCaffrey, other big names, the defense has a bunch of monsters on it. Like the perception is going to kind of be like, whether it's fair or not, that's not my job. My job is to figure out what I think people are going to do. I think people are going to look at his success and not give him all the credit for it. And so I think that it's not that he can't win. I just think it like kind of, it handicaps him a little bit from having a chance to win versus the other two guys. So like, how would I have it right now? I'd have Hertz like uh, basically about what he is right now or a little less probably like I think an even money type of favorite 
maybe like a plus 125 plus 130 makes sense but like i think we're close which means obviously no bet on him like and i wouldn't be looking to fade uh and then i think the question is all right like dak plays tonight if you listen to the show like we have him at 40 so this is like a this is moot but if you're listening and you're like what do i do now like i'm just coming in right now what's up with mvp um you know I think like dax price sucks up dax price i think still has a little room to drop advantageous setup tonight um you'd want to make the bet before tonight hoping that he plays well and he could get hurt tonight or he could play poorly it's it's you know there's gonna be some randomness here but uh but you would want to make the bet before tonight and then do you like if you know if you believe this niners team at kind of out to three do you want to bet purdy because they're they are more than 50 percent to win that game right now and like what happens i would pass i think it's just like a tough case to make with how the team is comprised and shanahan and it's just like i think like the epa guy combined with the team success is always dak and it's not purdy but i do think like i think you have to beat hurts to like actually make this a conversation so if purdy beats hurts hurts and then dak loses to him Maybe there's like a long shot Purdy case to make, but I, I think it's like Hertz wins these games and it's done, or Dak beats him next week, and I actually think Dak just wins. Maybe if that happens, like I actually think, and I I actually I've I've tw- turned in one way. Uh, I thought they had to win the division for sure for him to win Most Valuable Player, and by everything that I read and the way that people talk about this. I actually think let's say the Eagles beat the Niners this weekend. So the game against Dallas actually does not have as much meaning because the Eagles would be two games ahead still of the Cowboys in the standings. They couldn't lose the division that week and they close easy. So like, even if they lose, they'll go win, win, win. They'll still win the division, whatever. Uh, If they beat the Niners and then Dak beats Hertz in that home game next week, I could actually still see Dak winning MVP with like a big record, but coming in second in the division. There actually is some historical precedent for non-division winners winning in like bizarre situations. Peyton Manning won as a wild card one time because like uh, what was it? Tennessee probably had a big record that year in Baltimore or somebody. I think he won twelve games, but was a wild card, and he won Most Valuable Player that year. I'm pretty sure I'm right that that happened. I, I and think, just like I think they did they split that year. Is that, is that the year, like Manning and split? Steve McNair? I think I think he, there was a year where him and Steve McNair split MVP. I don't right? I don't know if that was if that's the year that I'm thinking of, but like, but to, just to your point, like I, look I actually yeah. have changed. I have I have flip flopped in that I don't think he has to win the division, but he does have to beat the Eagles. Has to beat them, and if he loses that game, the entire thing falls apart. It's over. It's over at that point, in my opinion. So okay, like what if you have nothing right now? This is where like you get messages from people. It's like, what should I bet right now? And it's like, I mean. You know, the bet was that like we did the bet was Dak going into the string of easy games. And now we're going to roll the dice and take our chances in the Eagles game, like a 50 50 coin flip. And if we get if it's if it's heads, we don't win. And if it's tails, we hit 40 to one. Like That's how I feel like we're going into that game. And that's that's kind of where you want to be. Like, where do you want to be now? On the sidelines, probably really. And if Hertz wins these games, even with like the negative chatter and everything, like if he beats the Niners and he beats Dallas, if he beats Dallas and the price is like not minus a thousand when he beats Dallas, then like that's your new entry point is like, what's the resistance point? They're going to go win, win, win to close. They're going to lose one game. Like he's just definitely going to win. I know that's like a crappy return on investment, but that's that might be the only thing left is this like negativity about Hertz holding his price into place after the tough games. And obviously that's a lot more complicated and a lot less better return on investment than what we're holding. Give us a, give us a little on Brock Purdy. 
like you mentioned, like maybe like the only three, like the three most likely candidates come from the NFC. We did a lot on Hertz and obviously a lot on Dak Prescott. The Niners do have, obviously, like you said, more than 50% in the betting market to win on Sunday against Philadelphia. Now, they may not get the one seed still because Philly has, is two up on them right now. So even if San Francisco wins this weekend, there's still a game back in the loss column of the Eagles. But if they come in like they're the two seed and Purdy goes nuclear down the stretch, I don't think that will happen. But it's my job to kind of like ask these questions just in case. What do you think yeah, about Brock but, Purdy at his price? And he's a longer odds than Dak as well. I'll just I'll just say like, I, and this is what I'm saying. Like I I deem him like a possibility, but I just I think my my problem with him and Eric Eager shares this opinion yesterday. I just I referenced this like uh, like ten minutes ago. Is just okay. Like play it out the best case scenario. He beats Philly. They play great down the stretch. Whatever. I'm not sure that gets you there. Like, I'm just not. I, 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 my follow-up would be like, what did Dak do? What if they both beat the Eagles? Now Dak's ahead again. Like, it's just, I mean, it's really like a narrow, you got to thread a narrow needle here to just like, to really even, I think, get Purdy to the finish line. I just feel like there's all these like inherent, not biases, but just like knocks on him that you can see coming in a debate between Hertz and Purdy or Dak and Purdy. He's just a little behind the eight ball in terms of he's a victim of who his coach is and, and who his team is. Very interesting. Uh, a lot of NFL Most Valuable Player here in hour number one, and I, I enjoyed every second of it. Absolutely loved it. We have a lot more award markets to hit over the course of the show. Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, Coach of the Year. It's all going to be it's absolutely supremely fascinating. Hour one done, hour two for you coming up on the other side. We'll get back to awards to close the hour. But Connor Allen will join us at 4.20 p.m. Eastern Time. Prop bets for Week 13 in the NFL and side and total bets coming up next for tonight and the rest of the weekend with our good friend Adam Chernoff.